Radio. The Capuchin Saints, a talk by Father Dean Mathiason at Capfest 2017. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we ask you to be with us uh, this weekend, uh, close to us, to, to guide us, to, to help us experience your closeness to us throughout these days, uh, to teach us what it is uh, we need to learn to grow closer to you, to understand you more, and to, to grow to, to love each other. We pray, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, the theme, the, the theme of, these, of this weekend is we're talking about um, our Capuchin saints. And these, these weekends that we've had, we're um, talking about our, our Capuchin charisma and sharing that with, with many of you who some of, most are involved with uh, the friars in, in different ways. Some of us new to new to things. Um, it's a way that we can celebrate our, our charism and, and share that with uh, amongst each other. Uh, and the theme that we came up with, or the idea of, of the, the the talks, is concentrating on our saints and talking about our charism, uh, using the example of of uh, the saints, uh, the Capuchin saints. We have we have many. Um, so the talks we have. Does anyone know how many Capuchin saints we do have in in the order? No friars giving away answers. <laughs> he's kidding. He's just kidding. So we have, there's 15 uh, all up at the moment, and and at, later this year there'll be there'll be another there'll be 16. Um, so it's quite a number for um, for our order. And that's just Capuchins, not including all, all the Franciscan saints. Um, so we're going to look at their their lives. Uh, yeah, and these are these are men and women who. Who lived inspiring lives? These are, and this is why we thought we could talk about it because these are lives that hopefully inspire us to be to be better people, to be better Christians. Good. So, yeah, when we were thinking of the the theme uh, for for this weekend, we thought of the, the idea of uh, looking at our, at our saints and sort of seeing them as somewhat superheroes. You know, in the, in the superhero films and you know, the popular things, the themes of these days. Um, but it, came, it became quite apparent that that idea is, is kind of a bit mistaken. So think of uh, our, our saints. I think, I, I think in, in my mind, I was thinking of one of the, our great saints whose feast date is tomorrow, St. Lawrence of Brindisi. And if you look at his life, um, he lived an extraordinary life and was kind of almost like a superhero, the way that he did um, all the different things that he did. And we'll, I'll talk briefly about him tonight. Um, but it's mistaken because when we think of superheroes, um, and, I, and I actually, this, this, this quote or this tweet came from uh, Pope Francis, and I thought we'd better change it. He said, The saints were not superhuman. They were people who loved God in their hearts and who shared this joy with others. So the saints, uh, and the saints that we'll, we'll discuss uh, this weekend, they're unlike superheroes because, you know, that we see in films or in stories uh, because their lives of the saints pointed to another pointed to, to the other. When we think of superheroes, similarities in the way that superheroes, we can look up to them, they do good, etc., etc. But we know that the saints, and through their lives and what they shared, that their gifts, their, their superpowers, came from, from something else. And this is what their lives pointed to. So when we look at the, the, the lives of the saints in these weekends, we, we must not lose focus on what they point to, what their lives were about. 
I think this is one of the reasons that I think there's not been no good films made about the saints, or they're, or they're mostly you know, great stories, but you, you rarely see a good film about the saints, because in you know in films we see the battle, the the, the superhero you know, battling against the villain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But in the lives of the saints, the focus was God, and there was that spiritual battle going on, and I think it's very that's something that's very hard to depict in film. I think that I think that's one of the reasons that we don't see any good films about about Francis. There's some okay ones, but nothing great. Because we're but it's because we're in in, in another realm. There's something something more important going on. There's a great I remember a great quote in an introduction to a book about uh, Padre Pio. You know, we think of all the amazing, extraordinary things that he did in his life, and it said he couldn't have done the things that he did, all the miracles, all the extraordinary things if his life was not immersed in God, if his life was not taken over by God, everything pointed to God, everything was about God. And this is really where we should start this weekend, seeing the saints not for what they did, who, who they were, but for the example that they can be for us in reminding us of what is central to our lives. This is what they pointed to. And we, we've got to be careful not to, to miss that. We've seen all the extraordinary miracles and the things that they, they performed. I remember... In uh, Novitiate, I think one of, we had to give a talks. We had to give each of us give a talk on a saint, one of the Capuchin saints. And I think one of the, the guys that I got on quite well with, he um, he was going to give a talk on Padre Pio. And I said, "Oh, talk about the miracles. Just talk all about the miracles." And he said, "No, I'll talk about you know the other stuff. Everyone knows about the miracles. But we can be so focused on the these amazing things, all the fireworks and etc. We can we can lose focus on what really matters and what is what is important to our lives." So being a, a Capuchin Franciscan I guess also complicates things because we're followers of, of St. Francis, but we follow Francis in, in the way that he followed Christ. You can sometimes lose focus on that because, because especially for us as Capuchins, Francis is a big deal. He's, in a sense, different to, say, someone like St. Dominic. For, for the Dominicans, the, the, the order is bigger than the founder, but for us, Francis is central. We were always looking to, to what he did, how he did things, trying to live our lives in, in a similar way. We, get, we also got to not re- forget that all his life was about pointing to God and pointing us and helping us to grow in our relationship with God. So in that way, being, being like the saints will be helping for us to grow, to be more like perhaps the people that we'll hear this weekend, um, hear about this weekend, it's not about being, becoming another St. Francis or being another St. Therese of Lisieux. The key to, to really understanding their example is to, to, be, to understand the love that they had for God and then to understand how we can imitate that. It means, in a sense, when we're hearing about the saints and the lives of the saints, which there are many, is trying to understand what type of a saint we are called to be that God is calling each of us individually to be, with the, with the gifts, the talents, the personalities that we have, with the limitations, to the weaknesses that we have. The, the saints that we'll hear about uh, this weekend are obviously people who all chose religious life. And I think we've got to be careful when we're hearing about these stories that we're not all called to that, that, that this was their particular path to holiness, and I remember it was at, um, at uh, the final vows of one of the friars that's here, actually. Uh, one of the priests 
said to, talked about being in the order, being a capuchin. And he said it's a proven path to holiness. And this is what we see, this is what we have a great faith in. When we look at the saints, the Capuchin saints, when we look at the history of, of our order, we've seen that so many have, have lived that life of holiness, lived that path to holiness. But we, we need to remember that the, the forms of holiness are countless. For one person that might mean marrying, raising a family. For another it might mean becoming a scholar or a writer, a nurse, doctor, any occupation. That these saints, but there were saints who, who did all of these things, who, do, who did everything. I think we can be careful because when we look at perhaps the stained glass windows in, in a church, mostly, they're mostly religious. But I think we can't forget the, that universal call to holiness, that we are all called to, to be saints, to, to live out our particular path to holiness. So as I said, we're going to talk this, this weekend about, about our charism about uh, the great figures uh, of our order in history. I just thought some of you, most, most of you, have a, uh, perhaps a long association with, um, with, the, with the friars, with the, with the order. I thought maybe some of you could tell me, if someone asked you what, what is a Capuchin, what are the Capuchins about? We've been telling a little bit of history. Does anyone have any ideas, especially people maybe that went, on, uh, went to World Youth Day last year? Because we get you know, asked in the, in the street all the time you know, why you dress like that and then you've you got to explain. I remember I was on a plane uh, uh, once and, and the guy sat next to me and he said, oh, yeah, I don't think he even said anything. He, I, knew, I knew the question. <laughs> he sort of said, so what's, what's the deal? And I said, um, I think I said, oh, I'm a Capuchin Franciscan. And he went, and I said, oh, I'm Franciscan? Still nothing. <laughs> you heard of St. Francis? No. <laughs> and then I said, Heard of Pope Francis? Nope. I said, well, I, I can't really help you. I'm a, I'm a monk or something like that. But what, what more do we know about the, the Capuchins? Uh, anyone help, help out a little bit? Uh, the history? What is, uh, what is a Capuchin? What is, uh, anyone know anything about where we came from? Why we, why we came? What we're about? Our origins? Hopefully we know that we are Franciscans. That's something that's always, not always clear. We, are the, we say, well, our founder is Francis. So, and we are going to talk about uh, Francis and Claire um, in this weekend because they are, they're central to, uh, to the order and the history of this order. And so we were founded by Francis. We're one of the reforms of one of the three orders of Franciscans. So that's the first order that's conventuals. Um, the OFMs and, and Capuchins, the third, the third one that came about. Um, coming, starting in the 1500s, and our first saint came just shortly after that. We'll hear about St. Felix of Cantalice. Uh, but we're, we are followers of St. Francis. We are people who tried to live like St. Francis or follow Jesus in the, way that, in the radical way that he did. It was Pope, Pope John Paul II that said, about the Capuchins, they say you Capuchins are poor, but actually you are very, very rich because you have many saints. And we do, we have, as I said, 15 saints going on, going on to 16. And what is, this is something that I think Pope Benedict the, the 16th said, what is characteristic about the Capuchins, about the charism, is the spirit of prayer, lowliness, simplicity, which we'll hear about tomorrow, poverty and austerity, Contact with people, 
closeness to the needy, zeal for evangelization, joy and Christian hope. This is the heart of what it means to be a Capuchin. And I guess we'll see in the saints that we hear about in these days, there's a simplicity about the way that they follow Christ. Because we're not necessarily, we're not teachers, we're not medical people, we're not a specific type. The secret of, of St. Francis is he just wanted to follow the gospel. And that's why I think maybe Franciscans are very popular um, and as you know, one of the classic orders is because it's just about the gospel. It's about, simply about following the gospel in a simple way. So what we, I'll do now as a sort of an introduction sort of in the way that maybe even, um, what is it, basketball or football, sometimes they call out the individual players each time. I don't know what sport they do that in or anymore. I mean, big basketball. So I just wanted to briefly go through, because we're not probably going to hear about all the 15 saints over this, uh, this weekend. So I thought we'll just, I'm just going to go very quickly through all of them. And, we can, and, then, and then after the, this talk, um, we'll split into groups and then we'll try and remember as many as we can, okay? We'll do a test in the groups. So this is St. Felix of Cantalice. And he was the, uh, the first of our um, Capuchin saints. He was born before the order, before even the order started. And as anyone who went to, to World Youth Day last year know anything about him or not know anything about him, but what's the association? Because there's a number of the saints that we're going to go through. Um, we saw perhaps where they lived or or something about them, anything about St. Felix of Cantalice? Did we visit his tomb? No? Some of you? No, we missed that? <laughs> I've been taking photos at the time. Um, so he joined the order in, in 1543, shortly after the order started. As I said, he was the first one to be canonized. And a few years after he was assigned, uh, after he joined, he was assigned to the, the friary in Rome, and he, he worked as a, as a quester or a beggar. For, for his life. It's where he, he got to know the people of Rome, the people in the streets. Uh, and as he, he made his rounds, he worked to, to, convert, to convert sinners, to feed the poor. And he was friends with, uh, you might have heard, St. Philip Neri. So he, and he had a great joy that he shared with, with the people, especially the lowliest. And he was known as, as Brother Deo Gratias, or Brother Thanks Be to God, because that's something that he was always saying, that blessing that he was always using. Um, this one, St. Francis Mary of Camporoso. And he's, um, he's one of my favorite saints. Um, essentially because, uh, in a sense, the way that he, the way that he died. Um, Francis Mary was, he was a, a lay brother. And one of the reasons that he, he wanted to, to remain a lay brother was because he wanted to follow, uh, St. Francis. Fr- Francis was never ordained a priest and he wanted to follow him, uh, in, in a similar way. So he lived in, in the 18, 1800s and there was a great uh, cholera ep- epidemic and there were victims you know, throughout the, the, the city of Genoa. And, um, and he was, the Capuchins were looking after a lot of the people that were sick and, and uh, Francis Mary, was, he, he became very weak and he wasn't allowed to, to minister to the people in the, in, the, uh, in the hospitals there that the friars were looking after. But that didn't stop him. He went out into the streets and ministered to all the people that were, that were sick and dying. Uh, and then uh, he offered a prayer that he would be able to take it, take it on himself to, to, to stop this epidemic. And that was what he, uh, and that's how he died, so being with the people in, in the way. And I think the theme that we'll hear over this, um, this weekend with, the, with the, the saints is the way that they wanted to identify with Christ crucified. 
and identify with the cross, which is central to, to our charism. This next one, St. Crispin, a simple friar who also uh, lived as a, um, a quester or a beggar. And he, he was one that, uh, when he wanted to join the order, struggled. Uh, he, he was um, knocked back a few times, uh, first because of the opposition from his family and then um, the novice master thought he was, he was too frail to be able to, to live the life. Um, he was a quester for 38 years and uh, he ministered especially to the sick and to, to the lowly. Uh, next one, St. Saint, um, Saint Bernard Colleone, who... When he was a young guy, he was a, uh, a gifted swordsman. And when he was 21, he, um, he accepted a duel um, and he almost killed his opponent. And the friends of this guy weren't very happy. They chased him, chased him down and Bernard uh, hid away in um, a Capuchin friary. And it was there that he got to know the friars and his contemplative life. And he, and he thought about the life that he was living. And that was where he made a decision to, to become to become a friar. So he was a, a great contemplative and he had a gift, a very Franciscan gift to, of, of healing animals. So this is uh, St. Veronica Giuliani and she was a, a great mystic. Um, she joined the, the Capuchin Paul Clares at the age of 17 um, and she was given the, the gift of receiving the, the crown of thorns shortly after she, uh, she joined a few years after and then a few years later received the, the stigmata. stigmata. She served as a novice mistress for, for decades and then later abbess. And she wrote a, a short diary of uh, 220,000 uh, pages that documented uh, her life and all of her, her mystical experiences. This is uh, St. Felix of Nicosia. He was, um, he was one of the first saints um, canonized by Benedict XVI. Actually, Crispin was in the first um, few that were, like the first group that were canonized by John Paul II, and then Felix of Nicosia was uh, one of Pope Benedict's uh, uh, first ones. And he was named Felix after Felix of Cantalice and, and lived a, say, in a, a similar life. He lived, a, he was a quester, a beggar. He was also one that uh, attempted to join the order and was refused several times. Um, and he was so throughout his life he became a quester and he went back to his town of Nicosia and was a quester there for, for his whole life. One of, the, one of his quotes was, whatever we do and all we have to carry out is to be done for the love of God. I would not lift a straw if it were not done for the love of God. And he is, this is, uh, I mentioned before, St. Lawrence of Brindisi, one of the, one of the, the giants of the order. Uh, he was a language scholar, a philosopher, theologian, um, biblicist, preacher, missionary, professor, um, a confidant to popes, emperors, kings, uh, a diplomat, um, an army chaplain, uh, and a prolific writer. He said he, he, would know, he knew the Bible uh, off by heart and, and, and wrote some beautiful things, about beautiful Marian um, uh, works. He, and he was elected general of the order and one of the extraordinary things was he travelled all around Europe uh, on foot, visiting all of the of the friaries, um, and he was a, a very important figure in the in the Counter Reformation. Um, in his time with, with the army, he led the led the soldiers out out to war, uh, just with a, with his crucifix. And Pope Benedict the Sixteenth said this about him: 
a theologian versed in sacred scripture and the fathers of the church. He was also able to illustrate in an exemplary way the Catholic doctrine to Christians who, above all in Germany, had followed the Reformation. With his clear and quiet exposition, he showed the biblical and patristic foundation of all the articles of the faith, called into question by Martin Luther. Among these, the primacy of St. Peter and his successors, the divine origin of the Episcopate, justification of man's interior transformation, the need for, of good works for, sal- for salvation. Um, he's a very a devout uh, figure, a very, obviously a very, very tough, tough guy. Um, they said he had a great respect for the Eucharist and his masses would sometimes last for, for four hours, which we'll make sure Father James, who's got the mass tomorrow, try and keep it to under an hour. Yeah. Um, next one is St. Fidelis of Sigmaringen. Another uh, sort of giant of the of the of the order. Um, who was it that um, Saint, I think it was um, Pope Benedict the the Fourteenth said of him? I'm trying to find the quote. Uh, Fidelis, faithful in name and in truth. Um, he started out as a, as a lawyer and joined the order a little later. He was disillusioned with um, with the with his career. Um, so he was, a, he was a, an intellectual, and after joining the order in his 30s, he was eventually sent on mission um, and was a great preacher, defender of the faith, again, during the Counter-Reformation. And it was uh, the way that he died, gave his life as a, as a martyr. Um, he preached in very, very difficult circumstances, and uh, find the time he, he went up to preach, he was threatened that if he did, he would, his life would be taken. And he continued to do that. And afterwards, he was he was beaten to death for for his faith. Uh, next one, Saint Leopold of Manditch. Anyone remember him from from last year? Visited his place. Um, he lived. Uh, he was only this tall. I think it was about that tall. Saint Felix of Cantalice. Uh, Felix um, Leopoldo, um, a great a great confessor, uh, a, a simple. A uh, simple friar. He there was an incident when he was young, when he went to to confession, which perhaps made him the the confessor that he was. Um, after after being told to go to confession, I think by his sister, uh, the priest told him to um, told him to go out and kneel in the middle of the of the church for a long for a long while for his for his penance. And he later later said of this incident, "I remained there deeply sorrowed and said to myself." But why treat a child so harshly for such a trivial misdemeanor? When I am big, I wish to be a friar, to become a confessor, and to be treat and to treat the souls of sinners with great mercy and goodness. And true to his word, he became a, a Capuchin friar and a great confessor. Um, and in the the year of of mercy, it's just, just gone. Uh, he and Padre Pio were the two patrons of for that year of mercy. Uh, this is Saint. Uh, Ignatius of Alacony. Um, again, he was just a, a simple friar who um, who lived as a as a confessor uh, as, a, as a quester for for many years. Um, again, uh, older when he when he started, but um, lived a very a simple life as, as a quester. This is Saint Conrad of of Partsum, who he served as a, as a porter, so lived, letting people in in and out of the friary. Uh, for for forty years, and one of the beautiful quotes that he had—he was a, a simple friar, um, but affected the lives of many people. 
And when asked about you know how why he was so wise, he says he said this is this is my book. He held the, the crucifix. This is my book. One look at the cross teaches me what to do on any occasion. Um, as I said, the, this, the cross the, the cent- is essential to to, to, to Franciscans that that idea of um, being united with Christ crucified, of you know that idea of well, Francis Mary giving his life like Christ, to imitating the way that, that Christ sacrificed himself. And we know Padre Pio, probably the, the most famous of all uh, all fifteen. Um, who wanted to become a friar at a very early age. Um, his original name was Francis, so he was destined to be a, a Franciscan. And he famously received the, the stigmata and remained with him for, for 50 years until he died. Uh, great confessor, miracle worker, reader of souls, um, had the gift of bilocation, uh, lots of things. But, but more importantly, a man of, of, of deep prayer, great prayer. As Pope Benedict the, the sixteenth said of him, Guide souls and relieve suffering. Thus, we can sum up, sum up the mission of Saint Saint Pio. Okay, almost there. This is uh, Saint Ignatius uh, of Santia, who was a who joined the the order after being a priest, a diocesan priest, but was uh, desired to, to to follow Francis. Uh, he was a formator for much of his life, um, mainly as, as a novice master. Then later was a an army chaplain. Um, and he lived uh, until he was about uh, 80, 84, 85. Um, so he lived uniquely in the mission of forgiving sins, of guiding men and women on the paths to, to, to holiness. Um, so this is why so he was one that uh, lived a, a simple life, was, was an, an, an intellectual guy, but, um, but wanted to live that simple life of, of Francis. This is St. Joseph of, of Leonessa. Who he was a great one of the great preachers. You know, was, you know the Capuchins are known for being great confessors and great preachers. Also, you know, working with the poor, he was one of the great great preachers. And he was sent to, to Turkey to minister to Christian slaves. Um, and he was sent himself to, to prison uh, several times. Um, when this fi- one final time, he attempted to to, to meet the the Sultan who was there, um, but for that he was imprisoned and. Uh, and tortured. They say he was hung by uh, two hooks, one on his, his hand and one on his feet, and somehow miraculously escaped and then escaped back to, to Italy. Um, and there he, he would preach. He preached all over the place. And he would travel he, um, all over the country and became, had the nickname of a companion killer because of the way he just, he just kept going. Uh, the people didn't want to travel with him. And finally, St. Um, Seraphim of Montenegro, who... Um, he joined the order when he was 16, and he was a friar who was known for his austerity in the way, the way he, which in, he lived his life. Um, he worked for a, as a porter, like St. Conrad, for, for many years, and he had, had a great devotion to the poor. Um, he was known as a bit of a, a wonder worker, a miracle worker, uh, restoring many sick people to, to health. And he also had a great uh, reputation amongst the nobility, um, and with this great reputation, even though he had this great reputation, he desired to, to shun that and to shun the, the world and live a, live a quiet, contemplative life. And to avoid having people kiss his, his hand or his tunic out of respect, Seraphim would, uh, would carry a crucifix with him and offer that to, to be kissed. And I said, and that's the, the focus, the idea of, of focusing on Christ crucified as opposed to, 
as opposed to the individual. I think that's that's all all the ones we have. We can go through them and you know and list the, the things that they did. You know who they were. As I said, we when we're looking at the example of of these saints, just finally, um, we can one of the things that we the mistake that we can make is we can look at the the end product. We look at the life of someone like Saint Francis or one of the, the great saints that we might look up to. Um, but we must remember that for Francis, there was a long journey to get to where he, to 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 get to who who he wanted to be or who be, who he became. Uh, just like many of the great saints, whether it be Mother Teresa, who started out as a sister and, and found what what she was called to do. All of them started somewhere in in some unremarkable way, before venturing off off the charts, taking a step into the unknown and really following what 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 God is calling was calling them to do. Um, it was Thomas Merton that said, for me to be a saint means to be myself. Uh, this is the, the goal of, of the Christian life, to be who, who God is, is calling us to be. Um, and if we can, we can re- realise that, if we can learn that from, from the lives of the saints, it's not about being someone else, but about being who, who I am called to be. This is the, the life of holiness. And Jesus never... Uh, gave a list of, of what, it, what it takes to be canonized. But he did give us the, the Beatitudes, these things that we are called to, to follow, to, to try to strive towards. Um, this, this going outside of ourselves, being something that, um, forgetting ourselves and, and focusing more on Christ. This is the, what it means to be a saint. This is what it means. This is what the, all of these saints or the saints that we hear about this weekend, this is what they did. To forget about themselves, to 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 look to the other, to look to you know, whether it be uh, at the end result helping those who those in need, those who uh, uh, those who were suffering, those who were uh, far from God, but all because of what what God had done for them. These saints, the ones that we'll hear about this week, even Saint Lawrence of Brindisi, was not a, a perfect person, much less they were superheroes. There were people who, ordinary people like, like you and I who, who followed their call. Um, and we do this in the, in the way that we are called as, as individuals. Hopefully these, these, the lives of these saints can inspire us to, to deepen our faith, to, to be more like, like Christ, to follow more, more sincerely. But we also we need to find our own way. We know that, that term, the universal call to holiness. This means that we are all called, no matter what, what state of life we all call to holiness to be to be saints to be to be close to God. This is from uh, just from I'll, I'll finish with this from a quote from Pope Benedict uh, again, where he's talking and discussing this idea of the the universal call to holiness. He says the saints expressed in various ways the powerful and transforming presence of the risen one. They let Jesus so totally overwhelm their life that they could say with St. Paul, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Following their example, seeking their intercession, entering into communion with them, brings us closer to Christ, so our companionship with the saints joins us to Christ, from whom, as from their fountain and head, issue every grace and the life of the people of God itself. So over this, this weekend, Living, looking at these, the lives of these great figures, 
and, and varying figures. We can see, you know, the, the, the great preachers, St. Lawrence, there was the simple questers uh, like St. Felix of Cantalijo and St. Felix of Nicosia. And then there's the, the, the porters like um, St. Conrad. Um, all very different lives. And I think this weekend we were called to discern how is it that God's calling me? How does God speak to me? How, does, how am I called to, to, be, to, be, to be like a saint? Not in the same way as the ones that we're going to hear about in the way of any saints, but how does, how does God talk to me individually um, with my weaknesses, with my, with my struggles, with my, my strengths? What, what is God calling me to, to be and to do? And we'll hear that over this weekend through the, through the discussion of the, of the charism, the Capuchin charism, which again, as I said, is, is very, very simple in the way that, that, that we are called to live our lives which is just simply to follow the gospel. And this is why it can relate to, to all of us. That was Father Dean Mathiason with The Capuchin Saints at Capfest 2017, which was based on the theme Saints and Heroes. And for more talks, interviews and shows, visit cradio.org.au.